a little little Wednesday night action. Watching <laughs> yeah. cornhole. <laughs> yeah, cornhole. Yeah, man. Is that like no hockey basketball on? Tomorrow night. <laughs> Tomorrow night. Ready. Tomorrow night. Yeah, man. But like, I, I've been checking this out, like. Cause when I when I when we be recording the pod, I come in the guest room, and and like mm-hmm. I just look look for something to put on TV that I don't need no volume for. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but I I found myself a couple times during <laughs> during the during the pandemic watching watching cornhole like like cause I just do it for something to do it like the cookout or something. But like these mm-hmm. niggas like like they 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 can knock them all in if they want to. So they nice. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that Florida State TBD schedule? I, I, I seen it. You know, I, I don't know how much I like it. <laughs> they they low key got the ACC strong. <laughs> ACC got some teams. I mean, we 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 always have some teams, but like the the thing is, if you if you can't beat Clemson, you're really not doing nothing. So true. But it's not just Clemson y'all got to worry about. Like, the Carolinas can look good. You got Duke. Duke had a few good seasons strung together. You got Miami. Miami they always give you a tough Georgia out. Georgia Tech with the triple option. <laughs> UVA, Virginia Tech can step up. Like, the ACC. You can't really sleep on them too much no more. It used to just be Florida State and Clemson. Now... Tech trying to put something together a little bit, but see that, that's the thing. Like, but at the end of the day, you you still Florida State. You you should be able to line up and win ten games ten True. games a year. I, trust me, I agree. Florida State will always be a power five. It'll always get whoever it want. But it's just been it took a little dip lately. <laughs> All the Florida teams dip. always have um have a, a down period and then they eventually come back up. True. Like every, True. I feel like every decade has a Florida team that wins national championships, like eighties, nineties, late nineties. But true in the nineties, everybody, all of them won. Miami, FSU, and Florida State won like back to back to back. Yep. But yeah, it just depends on when who the recruits want to go to that year. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, welcome back, real husbands of Riverview, back in action. Wednesday night. Appreciate you fellas being available. I know we took a little minor hiatus. I that ain't the uh, work. <laughs> I appreciate y'all fellas. Um, I think we're gonna have a good show tonight. Got some things that um I know I'm excited to talk about. Um, so um first off, want to give two big shout outs. One to Party Riffic. It's a black-owned um, party store out here in Riverview, um, right next to the Publix. Um, I've been there at least four or five times now for different events and parties that I've had to get balloons or last-minute items for, and it's open. Um, you got to wear a mask, but it's a black-owned local couple that opened it up in a nice little shopping plaza, and it, it's really dope. Okay. Okay. Um, so shout out to Partyrific, and they may potentially even be a sponsor. I talked to the owner, um, so we may even get to plug plug them a little bit. And also, I want to give a shout out to Lollipop Sweets. 
um, a local black-owned company that makes candy apples um, and deliver them to your front door. So that's just excellent service, excellent quality. Um, so yeah, just give a shout out to those. Those are my two new local favorite black-owned companies out here in the, out here in the view. Um, so want to give them a huge shout out. Thank them again for all their help. Well, that's what's up, man. I'm I'm glad you mentioned Party Riffin because like, like not that I do. Well, I shouldn't say not that I do it, but like, like if I'm hosting something. Like, I don't think to do, like, decorations and things. Like, it's more just so, hey, mm-hmm. come, come and chill. But, like, you know, especially because that's, that's one of the biggest things since the pandemic I'm, I'm missing is being able to enjoy and, and host people. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, if it comes down to it, that might be a... Or I shouldn't even say might be that that's that's where I'm gonna go to get any decorations. Like, I wouldn't even think about, like, a, a party city or something like that. Like... That's that's gonna be a place for me. So I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up. No, I'm the same way, man. Like I'm not really huge into the cosmetic looking of things. But now that I'm older and married, I understand that a nice little tablecloth and some balloons go a long way. So I agree with you 100. percent So yeah, man, it came in clutch. Okay. Okay. Um, are there any other like local black owned places that you guys frequently visit or shop or order from? I'm not allowed to leave the house, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't discovered anything. My wife I actually just told her maybe two hours ago, I said, I'm going food shopping this week. because like, I don't go I literally <laughs> don't go anywhere. Like she got her nails done today, she goes to Publix, Walgreens, Walmart. Um, get goes gets like the meat market stuff. So like I legit mm. have not gone anywhere to discover anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna start venturing out. Nice. nice. I, I got I got two follow up questions on that, Dre. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is your wife is is she is she back working in public? <laughs> Uh, in 48 hours, yes, but no. Okay. Uh, so she works for the school system, and you know, Hillsborough County is kind of back and forth of going back versus not going back. But it looks like they're physically going to be going back, and uh, I think on Friday she's going to be going in. Okay, okay. Right, cause reason reason I got to ask because like I'm I'm sure at least I haven't been Aubrey. I know you haven't been Dre. I'm not for sure on you, but like if if I can't go to the barbershop, you can't go get your nails done. <laughs> well, well, I have gotten a haircut on our anniversary. I got a haircut. That was my only haircut since the pandemic. Okay, okay, but that's been about three weeks now, though, yeah. right? Yeah, the July third. Yeah, so, so you so told about yeah. one one cut in what is it? Six months now? Six months yeah, almost. Six months, yeah. yeah. I was looking like Randy Moss when he played for Minnesota. <laughs> straight cash. Oh, I'm, I'm looking shot right now, and my wife does not miss an opportunity to tell me I look shot. So, <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I'm thinking honestly. I'm thinking about getting clippers and just gonna see what I can do with it. Um, I always wanted to cut my own hair. So I think I'm gonna give it a shot. Like, there's no better time to pretty much get anything 
you ever thought about doing out of the way now um, with all this kind of free time you kind of get a little bit yeah well I, I bought I bought a set of clippers because like I had been using just like the, the, the trimmers that I that I used to mm-hmm. line up my, my beard and everything so I, mm-hmm. I've used those a couple times to, to, to run over my head you know just because the, the curls just get too much but like <laughs> um but like it, it take it takes way too many passes with the trimmer so i, I went yeah. ahead and, and 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 bought some clippers and um i did did my first my first trial run with those what was it last weekend i think um went ahead and ran over it goes a lot smoother a lot quicker and then um i had i had shelly I had Shelly watching some YouTube videos, so we gonna we gonna we gonna attempt to fade one of these days. <laughs> she gonna edge you up? I don't I don't know about the edge. I don't know about the edge. Get 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 the back of my neck real yeah. quick. Get the back of my neck real. <laughs> but the, but the, front, the front I'm gonna leave up to myself, and I don't even know if I trust myself okay. doing that yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we gonna we gonna okay, we gonna try to do that. But now, um, where do you? Where do you cut your hair at in your house? Are you on the back patio? You're in the bathroom, guest bathroom? Uh, so I'm I'm in the bathroom because um a couple a couple years ago, Shelly had got me um what is the name of that product? Is it the Beard King or something? But essentially it's it's a it's a um it's an apron. So you you know <laughs> wrap it around your neck and then you um you suction cup it to the mirror. So that way, when you when you're shaving, everything just falls onto the apron, and then you just mm. dump the apron into the into the trash. And so nice. when I'm cutting my hair, what I'll do, I'll just stand on that, mm-hmm. and then everything will still fall on it, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I'm definitely gonna need some type of setup. So that's probably gonna be my weekend project. Edges in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, but as far as far as far as favorite spots, like, cause I'm 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 like Dre, like we really not going nowhere in my house. Um, mm-hmm. So like I haven't been able to venture out to as many. Um, but I know we've we've had the conversation a couple times now of um of you know black owned restaurants and things that we want to get to. So I still have those mm-hmm. those um those lists save, saved in my phones. Like I haven't haven't um deleted those websites. So I got lists of like thirty okay. places. Um, nice. Now the problem with those places is that with with Shelly being vegetarian, you know she's a little more picky about which ones of those spots we can actually go but mm-hmm. definitely once you know we're a little more comfortable with venturing out um we plan to plan to make it to some of those spots and like like i want to because like we we've been doing a lot of uber eats mm-hmm. i shouldn't say a lot but like anytime we're eating out it's uber eats and yeah like, like, I want to think like, is it is it a racial thing that like, you know, black people just aren't getting on Uber Eats, 
or or like why why you don't find these particular businesses on Uber Eats? That's a good question. So, because I know I know two, I know two of them. Two of them. One of them recently. One of them been on there a little longer. But the two two that I know that are black owned on there are are flavors, and then um, that's the one that's always been on there. And then uh, trust me, barbecue is the, the the new addition. They're out here in Riverview. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what's what's flavors? I never heard of. Flavors oh yeah, so flavors before. is the Jamaican restaurant. Yeah, so flavors is Jamaican joint and. I, I refuse to get them on Uber the, on the Uber Eats. The curry goes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I refuse to get them on Uber Eats. Forgive me, Dre on my like, my Jamaican accent. No disrespect, they're, mine. They walk. They're walking distance from the house, so I refuse to get them on Uber Eats. Okay. Um, but like because they don't really have much vegetarian option. Shelly's not really down, so we don't mm-hmm. go there as often. Okay. But um. And like I said, trust me, barbecue. They're they're right down on three hundred one. Um, a little a little bit further from you, Aubrey. Um, okay, because they're they're closer they're closer to me as well. But they're they're right there, and like, like they're legit. Like you drive by, and you can definitely smell them. They out there got the stacks going. So I'm gonna have to check them out. I'm gonna have to check both of them out. It's one spot that I can't wait to kind of go inside and go see. I haven't been to. I think, Drew, you've been there before. Seventh and Grove. Have you been, Vince? No, no. What's that one? That's, on, that's, in that's like out Ebor. Yeah, yeah they, they post about it all the time. It's supposed to be like a, a nice little happening spot for young African-Americans, but... I haven't had a chance to check it out, but they post good-looking food and they host events and stuff. So, whenever this dies down a little bit, I may have to step out, put on some nice shoes. <laughs> yeah, my wife took me there for my birthday, and I know. Um, oh, shucky ducky! Um, for um, AKA's anniversary, they um, they went there too. Some of her chapter members and her sister. Um, it's it, nice. it's kind of like. <laughs> The Harlem Renaissance, like it's you know, it's the young black professional, good food, good vibes. I think there's a little clubbish area too, or loungeish area. So, you know what it reminds me of? DC, like okay. DC, Maryland area. Mamba sauce. Yeah. Shout out to the D. Shout out to the DMV. Love it. Love it. Kill Mo, Chill Mo on Mothers. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Very okay. I'm say something stupid, but yeah, but yeah, it's it's really nice. The food is good. Good environment. It is relatively small. I feel like it's mainly for the vibe, not necessarily for the food, because they could never have like, you know. 15 different parties like eating at the same time let alone now in the pandemic mm-hmm. where everything is limited but the yeah. lounge area like where you can dance because actually uh, when we went there was a family reunion there so that's that's how big the dance area or the quote unquote club area is but the eating area definitely mm-hmm. not okay. but, um, and in flavors do you yeah. know where Fred's is Fred's the um, buffet Place. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's right by Fred's. It pretty much it's 301 and Bloomingdale. 
kind of yeah. that intersection, okay. maybe two blocks up from there. Okay, I'm gonna have to check those out. At least Fred's black owned too. Uh, no, but it is oh. like southern. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they they got a good meal at Fred's. Don't get me wrong. Oh but it's yeah, not black owned. Okay, it's it's southern home cooking, okay. so like it's. It can go either way. Like it's fried chicken, okay. it's grits, it's fried green tomatoes. It's so I mean, the good the food is good, but it is bu- buffet food. And I know not everyone is a buffet person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my grandma ruined buffets for me. That was a every Sunday Golden Corral. Oh man, adventure. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching. Um, and- uh, Beverly Hills Cop one where he was like, I'm the man who the buffet. <laughs> yeah. But whatever happened to Sizzlers? Sizzlers? Uh, who was talking about Sizzlers? Uh, Marshawn Lynch in that uh, interview when he was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. I remember he that was interview. like, yep. my lineman? Oh, my God. My lineman? I'm going to take my lineman with Sizzlers. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually, I've never been to Sizzler before, and I never even knew what it was. But the commercials oh, made it seem like it was high end, <laughs> so <laughs> I thought it was too <laughs> expensive for us. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I mean, because I guess we we had them in Maryland, and um, like I don't know if I was just you know a, a younger kid because I don't know when exactly we stopped going to Sizzlers and when it shut down but like as a younger kid like it was before Golden Corral had even emerged but like I remember Sizzlers being you know a pretty good spot like um, and even even Golden Corral like I feel like Golden Corral started out good but then I don't know if it was as you got older you 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 start to recognize what a good rest, restaurant actually is or that's 100% what it is like there's nothing wrong with golden corral it's just as we are older we just know that there's just it's better out it's better options out there that's all no disrespect to golden corral yeah, my, my wife is not a perfect person <laughs> i don't think yeah i haven't been to golden corral in maybe 13 years because my wife doesn't <laughs> like buffets. She'll she'll do um, Fred's, but other than that, that's about it. But like a buffet that I used to kill, like like in, in Richmond where I'm from, after football games on Friday nights, we would always go to um, CC's, the pizza spot. Okay. Uh, CC's buffet, uh, CC's pizza. Yep, that used to be like the high school hangout after a Friday night game. And we used to just crush them pizza, so um, a lot of good memories in CC's. But that pizza is disgusting <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> as an when adult, we first moved to Florida. That was one of the first restaurants we went to with CC's. I didn't know any better, so I just thought it was it was a cool, <laughs> it was a cool like trendy, whimsical thing to do. Like, yeah, like it's a great pizza? concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, you know, like, it was another all you can eat place that was the spot Ponderosa. Ah, Ponderosa. Yeah, my parents used to be trained, Ponderosa. When I moved fan. to um, Clearwater, uh, so I'm not Clearwater. I moved to Kissimmee right after college, and Kissimmee is like Disney World, so there's a lot of attractions and stuff. 
they had a Sizzlers and a Ponderosa, like as soon as you got off the I-4 exit. Um, I never went, but it brought back so many memories. <laughs> Here's another funny story. Dre, My, um, didn't Daytona have like a seafood arcade spot that people used to go to all the time? In like the mall area, I think. Seafood? Oh, you can eat seafood? Ooh. Crab legs, I think it was. That. I, I thought it was a spot in Daytona. I know that they used to have a Miami subs. I miss Miami subs. Um, <laughs> but now I don't remember all you can eat seafood. Could have sworn it was a spot in Daytona. I'm not sure though. There was this place called Ruby's in Daytona. I never been, but people would talk about it. I don't know if they were all you can eat, but <laughs> heard it was good food. They put. They probably got ate up by Ruby Tuesdays, and Ruby Tuesdays then fell off. Like, yeah, Ruby Tuesdays used to be the shit, but like mm-hmm. you can barely find them jokes anymore. There's one in Riverview. I know, I know. Oh, and like okay. I, I thought you, like you had. I know. went like a year and a half ago, and it was good. Yeah, but, like we, we lived across the street from there. We lived like across <laughs> the street from there. <laughs> like it's it's just interesting how 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 restaurants have their 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 runs and like. Like you hear about this whole th- this whole trend now, where millennials don't go to those chain type restaurants. Where um, they go? I mean, they they go to these these hipster joints. Chipotle. We eat Chipotle with extra guac. <laughs> yeah, and, and fresh market. We yes, we go to Whole Foods and we eat organic hummus with sprouts. Yeah, like it's, no it's GMO. The, the spots like that. No GMO. I don't eat any animal products because they have a name, <laughs> and, and I only eat tofu and hummus. And yeah, but yeah, I, I dig it. I, I I get it to why that may be the case. Yeah. But no, it, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see like how how restaurants bounce back and which ones are still here when everything really does come back to normal. Like, because I, I know they got to be hurting, you know. Oh yeah, big time. Like especially like this is prime restaurant time. It's it's summertime, beautiful nights. People like to sit outdoors. It's Florida. Like every customer service facing place in Florida is suffering right now. The Disney worlds of the entertainment venues movie theaters like everyone who depend on tourism and customer service is struggling so it's just it it sucks because it's been six months and i don't know if the ramifications will allow them to bounce back successfully but i'm just old school i can't wait to go back to the movies i can't wait to go to outback steakhouse and (laughs) eat the way I like to eat, I'm going to look like a starving man that has been away for years. I'm about to crush all this food and spend all this stupid money. Like, I just can't wait to get back to my normal life. <laughs> I just hope it hope it comes back to a normal life because, like, like you said, like, for me, like, just just having having you guys over to the house like, would, would be yep. would be awesome. Like, Yep. You know, just to have a, a, a guy's not wa- guys night watching the game or something, you know, would yep. be awesome. And speaking of games, I know this is one of our topics we want to get to. Sports is coming back. Whoop, 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 whoop. Sports is back. 
Sports is back. I can't wait. Big, big matchups tomorrow. Um, especially according to the podcast. I know we got a, a resident Laker fan. Yep. How excited how excited are you feeling, Dre? Y'all going all the way? Um, Ship a bus? I mean, the writing's on the wall. Four, uh, four rings, James? Uh, Kobe gave his life on the cross so we can win. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Blasphemy. I rebuke that. But, um... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have been having... I was always kind of wary after COVID hit because I felt like however the NBA decides to put things back together, will this be the year of the asterisks? Which we kind of touched on this before. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, most of the answers that I'm getting is, is no. Like, no, this is not an asterisk. You know, um Technically, they played more games already than they did in the 1999 season. 99 season was only 50 games, and they didn't have an all-star mm-hmm. game. Um, so, so you you have enough of a sample size to have a legit champion. Um, mm-hmm. They're not going to be missing any games in the playoffs. So it's not like they're skipping around. Or, um, I think before 2003, the first round was only five games. So it was a five-game series. So. You're still going to have mm-hmm. your full sample size. And realistically, this is probably going to be the purest basketball you've seen in years because there's not going to be injury. There's not going to be distraction. Um, uh, another huge factor is just the, the crowd. Like, not having a crowd can be a good thing because superstars who need momentum aren't going to have that. They're just going to have to beat you off of pure talent. And then role players who supposedly don't play good on the road because they can't handle the pressure of the, the road audience or the road crowd, that won't be a factor anyway, either. Like, they'll just be playing their game. So I think this is going to be the most pure basketball that we've seen in a while. Like, it's going to be a legit champion. You've, we watched sports before where the team that won the Super Bowl wasn't necessarily the best football team in the world. But mm-hmm. football is a little bit mm-hmm. different because it's a one-game elimination seating can be funky just based on weird stuff like that one year that um the seahawks had like a losing record but they made they it to like close to the playoff yeah, game and then they won they um they beat the, the saints that year so like you can have mm-hmm. one-off years and i feel like every super bowl that the steelers have won they were like a wild card team but with with the way things are set up like there isn't going to be any sneak through like you legit have to be on your p's and q's to win it um and then also, um, I think one of the other factors is, is um, going to be all those those sleeper players. So if you listen to um, Up in Smoke and the Knuckleheads and those podcasts with former athletes, they always talk about like the low key like guys that were journeymen, but they would give you buckets in practice, but they just never panned out during the game. I think those players are going to excel. Um, uh, knuckleheads with um, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. They always talk about mm-hmm. Vashawn Leonard. Y'all remember Vashawn Leonard? He played for the Heat. Three-point um, champion. Huh? Oh, yeah. He was a three-point champion. Yeah. Like, they would... They was like, yo, he gave me buckets when I came to the league. But when you think of Vashawn Leonard, you just think of a journeyman, right? 
Yeah, like, but I feel like mm-hmm. that that. But he, they they talk about him like in practice he would give you fifty. Like in like I feel like those players are gonna excel because of the setting. Like it is just a huge AAU tournament. Like there's no crowd. Like there's no there's no you know millions of people yelling MVP for LeBron. It's just if you're good, you're good. So I, I think we're definitely gonna get some pure basketball, which can mean the favorites that were favorites before aren't going to be favorites. Like the teams that were maybe eighth place could be in the finals. Who knows? So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, The Lakers definitely look good on paper. Um, I just want to see good games. Like I, um, I like Doc. Like I like the Clippers. Uh, my favorite team is the Bulls, but the Bulls aren't worth mentioning. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Clippers, they got Joaquin Noah. Um, really? And, yeah, man. Noah going to be in the starting lineup. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Oh, yeah. So um, they got Joe Kim and they got, you know, obviously Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, one of the Morris twins. They, they have the um, better of the two Morris twins. The Lakers have the... Yeah. He's not trash the, by any means, but he's not as good as no. his other brother. The Clippers Morris twin, I believe, is just a little bit more skilled. Yeah. The Lakers Morris twin, I think he's the bigger one, but he's lesser skilled. Yeah. I think one is 6'8 and one is 6'10. The 6'10 one is on the Lakers, and I think the 6'8 one is on the Clippers, and he can shoot threes a little bit better. Yeah, that was the one. Uh, but with like the, he's. Um, Celtics and when they were making mm-hmm. that Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, I hope that the Pelicans can make a little noise. I'm excited to see how that team looks. Um, fully loaded um brandon ingram he's really had a bounce back year obviously you got the rookie um and i'm a huge drew holiday fan um i don't think i don't think drew holiday gets enough respect so um it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all shakes out but i'm definitely excited about sports being back i've been watching baseball i'm a braves fan <laughs> Um, I think the Braves. I think the Braves can win it all this year. Um, their first five out the gate um, is just lights out. Um, I follow my baseball fans out there: Acuna Jr., Ozzy. We got Freddie Freeman. We got Acuna. Like I'm just, I'm just super excited about our lineup. So we'll see how that shakes out. And then hockey starts on the first of August, and then you got football coming. Um, looks like some teams will have fans in the stands. Some teams may not, but I think it's going to be a good season. The Super Bowl is hosted here in Tampa. That's going to be lit. We're going to see how that all shakes out come the first of the year. And um, we're getting slowly but surely back into the groove of things. Yeah, man, I, 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 hope, it all, I hope it all works out. I, I feel like out of all the leagues, I feel like the NBA has done it the, the right way with this bubble. Because um, like, like we were talking about in the in the group chat the other day, like like baseball, like they've already got the Marlins with like, I think it's like 11 <laughs> players and two coaches it was, something like that. 
They yep. got it. Yep. Like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm under the assumption that when these teams are traveling, going on just team planes, like they don't have to go through the just the common airport. But like, I think for for the rest of these leagues, like hopefully with the NFL, I know it's it's a lot harder to do because you got 53 players and whatever number of coaches and doctors and whatever. But like, I, I feel like the M- the NFL should should probably follow suit and try to move to some sort of bubble situation. Maybe like, you know, you got your divisional opponents. Maybe you have a bubble for those divisions. So maybe you only travel for the the games that are outside of your division or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, there, there's got to be steps steps put in place and like. Like you can't, you can't really con- control people to say, "Oh, you can't do this on the weekends or when you're not at work." But if you're really going to try to try to do this thing and keep people as safe as possible, like that's what you got to do. Because back to the whole the whole asterisk thing, like I feel like that's the only way that the the NFL ends up with an asterisk, or not the NFL, the NBA ends up with an asterisk this this season, because everyone that's been invited to the bubble is at least within playoff contention. So they, they get to be there. And so long as, you know, none of these top teams or anybody that ends up actually making the playoffs loses a player to the virus during that point, I think then you can eliminate the whole aspect of there being an asterisk. Because like Dre said, there, there has been enough of a sample size. But, bro... For, I personally believe if a star, star, star player is contracted with COVID in the NBA, they'll shut it down again. Like, there's no way the NBA will continue if LeBron has to miss a severe amount of time. Like, I just, I just don't see Adam Silva. Like, yeah, that's cool. They're still the Lakers. They still got AD. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't see. Like, their product is dependent on star power. So if someone like in the top five goes down, I think they will shut it down maybe a week or extend it a week just to see what they can do. I really believe that. And we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I hope, you know, as a, as a fan base, like I hope nothing comes up. And like Dre said, we just see really good basketball and, you know, we see a, a true champion get crowned. But we'll we'll see how it goes. But like, um, with the baseball team, like I don't know if I mentioned this to you, I mentioned to us a couple of a couple other groups, like seeing these these um, these cardboard fans in the stands of these baseball games cracks me up, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Because like, I, I like I like the crowd noise being pumped into pumped into the basketball games, but the the cardboard fans was uh, like it's it's funny, but I think it's a step too far. For mm-hmm. me. <laughs> but it's like it's so baseball to me like it, it's weird but that's just how baseball baseball to me is just a quirky type sport I wish I played in high school growing up like I wish I would have at least attempted to learn how to play the game it looks like it's a good time to just be out there just kicking it with your teammates so um, that's something that I'm looking forward to as my kids grow up a little bit 
Uh, my daughter is definitely going to play softball, and I think my son is definitely going to play baseball. Nice. Uh, my wife, she plays softball in high school, and her brother plays softball in high school and college. Um, so I think that's something that's going to be a huge influence in my household. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely a fun game, but like, because I, I played for, I played literally for a couple of years, and like was was actually mm-hmm. fairly nice at it. But like, okay. But like, what got to me is that until you get to a certain age, like kids aren't r- routinely hitting the ball into the outfield. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're not playing an infield position, like you can get pretty bored playing baseball. <laughs> like and so that was part of it for me. And then, you know, I also um got hit in the eye one time. And mm-hmm. that's that's just when I said, you know, I'm done. Cause at the time <laughs> at the time, like my best friend was throwing like sixty miles per hour. And I, okay. I think I was only like eight or nine at the time, and I was like, "I'm not so accurate with this ball. I'm not. I'm not going to have somebody throwing <laughs> the ball that hard at me." And mm-hmm. So that was like right, right when I got hit in the eye. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done playing baseball. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun game, and like, I even thought about going back to it in, co- in, in, in high school, because I started running track, and you know, our, mm-hmm. in the, at our school. Um, you'd be running running the track, and you could see the baseball the baseball team practicing. I was like, I could go over here and steal bases. Like I'm I'm running 110, <laughs> whatever. Like I could go steal bases. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's it's a fun time. And like the one thing I do give baseball baseball guys a lot of credit for, like like they do have a, a good camaraderie. It seems like whenever I talk to baseball mm-hmm. players or I've been around baseball teams. Like they they do have yep. that sense of camaraderie because it, it is a lot of games that they got to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had mentioned about the um maybe a bubble situation for football. The reason why I think that that's really difficult. Well, I think the NBA is the exception and not the rule because it's such a progressive league in general. So I I could I could tell they were going to go above and beyond to make it work. Like contract with Disney and hotels and you know the test every day for 344 people and like I could tell they would do stuff like that because that's what they're known for going to Mexico feeding the kids in Africa having tournaments in in Europe and stuff like they're just known like we, we talk about it literally on every episode like they have the Los Lakers jersey the Latino month they have the veterans month mm-hmm. they have the black history um, Martin Luther King tournament or not tournament but games um, mm-hmm. with the the NFL one I it, I think on a social level not social distancing but just socially NFL players don't like each other <laughs> like I feel like in the NBA they all know each other and like who you think are sworn enemies are best friends and they played AAU basketball together but with the NFL I feel like they legit be having beefs with each other so having them in well, an area it's... together probably not a great idea and then just the amount of people that they have like there are exactly. more assistant coaches on a given football team than there are players on a basketball team like there's only 15 man roster in the NBA. Um, I I made a comment today. I was like, I'm pretty sure Adam Silver knows all of the NBA players by name. 
<laughs> like, it's, like <laughs> he can text every NBA player and he knows them by name. But they're essentially, if you go by a 55 man roster, there's about 1,700 NFL players, let alone the staff mm-hmm. and facility members for whoever, whatever facility they're going to be at. Like, it would be like a small city, like, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, not even a small city because the bubble is a small city, a small neighborhood. Yeah. So it would be maybe yep. two, three thousand people, which would then kind of defeat the purpose because there's no way you're going to be able to control three thousand people. Because mm-hmm. um, and then a couple, a couple of my buddies, they were they're more baseball people, like, and they say that the whole reason that baseball do a bubble is because the the players wouldn't agree to it. Um, so I mean, to get the to get the players' association to agree to something, you know, that's a big part of it too. If you're trying to get, mm-hmm. you know, however many football players it is to all vote and agree on something, it, it takes more people to get that vote than it does in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and like I, with with Dre's point, as far as there's so many more players in the NFL than in the NBA, it's that, and also I think the pre-existing conditions that a lot of these NFL players may have. Like, you got a lot of big linemen and they're most at risk. You got, it's just large body mass. It's just so much that I think the NBA does not have to deal with than the NFL does have to deal with. So, it would have been difficult to get everyone in one place. And I don't think NFL players are as close as NBA players, to your point too, Dre. But it, you gotta be pretty much very patient and understanding to actually like imagine living in LA and then you gotta leave your family, your kids, your parents, your relatives to go to Orlando to play basketball. And yes, this is your career, this is your you know livelihood, but it still takes a lot to just up and just go and be in Orlando for about four to six months. Um, now, I do think they get to bring, like, if you make it to a certain place in the playoffs, you get to bring family. I think it's conference finals or something. Um, but obviously, that's only 14, so not that many mm-hmm. family. But they're going about it the right way. I just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. We, we just don't know. 100%. This is all unprecedented, this whole scenario. So it's hard to say your sample size of 344 people are safe because mm-hmm. they it's so rampant like that sounds like a lot of people you know um, I mean they had a successful what first two weeks no reported cases of COVID so they, they got something working for if I'm not mistaken if they're doing testing every day it sounds like you're, you're catching it at the door so there's not going to be an opportunity mm-hmm. for people to catch it if one person pops up with it you don't necessarily shut everything down you just alright mm-hmm. he's out of here yep. <laughs> but y'all can keep going because what's What's even more impressive is the fact that, you know, they're out here in Orlando when Florida was supposed to be the hotbed of COVID and you got the whole NBA in Florida and not one case of COVID. Yeah. And we kind of spoke this, not, we didn't speak this into existence, but we spoke this up a few podcasts ago when we were like, May is going to be when it peaks again, because people who are, who didn't (laughs) take it serious in March are going to start getting tested in like April in May and then we're going to see bigger numbers and that's exactly what's happening now and now everyone's panicking again it doesn't mean it's any more <laughs> deadly it's just 
we probably a lot of more people did have it we just didn't care and that was when it was still mm-hmm. you know a wives tale or you know a folk tale and we weren't taking it serious and Mars mm-hmm. was just like why are we at home and then more people took it serious <laughs> more people got tested which just means more people are positive doesn't mean the world is falling and the sky is falling just you know more people test the more people you'll know we're actually positive exactly Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we're get, I think we're kind of getting over that hump now. I, don't I hope so. Conspiracy theorist type person, but I think we'll be, <laughs> we'll be fine by the end of the year. I, Dr. Campbell. I think the year is not shot, but just call it a wrap for the year. But but here's and, the thing, though. So if if you're gonna say, okay, we'll be fine by the end of the year, you know, who's to say that? Oh, Corona is starting back up, and then we get the next strand of it. You know, because it's it's like the like the flu, like the flu has a different strand every year. You know, uh, I think mm-hmm. this was just the big one, the the big one that was more hardcore than the other ones. Because as we had mentioned before, this isn't the first COVID. Uh, it's coronavirus no. because it's a family of viruses. So there's always it's been around for years. It just it hit us really rampant this year and it, this year's strand was just more um what's the word it was just when you can get something from someone susceptible uh yeah no. that um it was just more than any other one that we've had before uh like i remember when this thing first kind of started someone there was a post on facebook or something that was like um, Lysol bottles have always had the word coronavirus on it. Like, if you look yep. at a bottle of Lysol, it had it. Like, and we're like, oh, whoa, that's something. Um, so I think <laughs> that was always the case. It just, this was just the bad one. And we got hit with the bad one this time around. Now, what I do think this is going to do long term is we're not going to take these swine flus and ebola viruses and anthrax we're not going to take them not seriously anymore and i think the world is going to always panic now because we treated this one like we treated all of them at the beginning like oh it's not that serious you guys do this every year and we realized wow the whole world shut down um and i think (laughs) from now on the whole world is always going to shut down and which is unfortunate because it's you see what type of trauma it causes but i I don't i don't want to say we because like you look at you look at other countries across the world, they they've handled it a lot better than we have. Here in America, I, I feel like we have mishandled this completely. Because <laughs> it's to Dre's point, we're kind of naive. We kind of don't think it can happen to us. We're we're very arrogant. I feel as Americans, we, and we think that because we're America, this is we'll just bounce back. It's not that big of a deal. We're not like a third world country and. I think that leads to us having these types of major chaotic moments. It does, and like not not to get on a political trend because like like I'm I'm not I'm not the most political person, but like something like this, it, it does need to be handled from a national level, so mm-hmm. everybody is on the same page. But but your boy in office, he leaves it up to the states to govern themselves. <laughs> So he doesn't get any blame for when things are wrong. And so, like, you have different states that, like, are at our different levels of, oh, how how reopened are we? You know, what kind of lockdowns did we go into? Where if if things would have came from 
national level and been enforced that way, everybody would be on the same page by now. And good, whether that's good or bad, because you, you see how he's acting like it, it, it's been just in the past couple of weeks where he's like, oh, I need to put on a mask, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like that's part of the problem too. Like, yes, yes, where we look at it is, oh, we're America, like, you know, we're not gonna, we have healthcare, we have all this, like, we're not, we're not gonna deal with it like that. But like, when you see that it is starting to affect us like it is, like you do need to make a strong stance against it. Yeah. If I was just thinking about an industry and I forgot what it was that just, I don't know if it's gonna come back. And it was a funny one too. I don't know what it was, but certain industries because of the fear of the unknown and the fear of, or just know now that we're less ignorant because everything, all the precautions that we're taking now were precautions that health majors always told us to do. I have a friend who, he has a doctorate um, in like public health and like we got gas one day and like when he knew where the hand sanitizer was, he was like, you know, it's it's state law for them to have the hand sanitizer at all gas. And I was like, I've never even seen this before. Like, at the time. <laughs> and he was like, did you know that the the most common place to catch a cold is at church? Why? Because your pastor's always saying, turn to your left and turn to your neighbor and shake your neighbor's hand and stuff like, like little things that you never thought about. But these are all things that now we're thinking about and we're not doing anymore. Like you're covering your mouth more often when you sneeze, you're wearing mask and you're keeping distance and you're trying not to shake hands. All things that we kind of already knew about, but just ignored. Uh, and I think that's how the world is going to operate. Not the world, because it's hard to say what everyone's going to do, but more people will be in tune and doing things like that. Yeah. Which can have a long-term effect on certain industries. Um, so that that's the, the scary part. Just the industries that may not come back or won't come back. Indeed, indeed. And that's our next topic. What have you learned about yourself or your marriage since COVID has taken over the world for these last six months? I really Mm. like video games. I'm currently playing Assassin's Creed right now. Um, But what have I learned about my I don't know if I learned it, but I know I I been made a conscious effort to take advantage of the time that I have with my family. Like when things were quote unquote normal, um, I only work about 35 minutes from home. But if you're familiar with Tampa traffic, 35 minutes at eight o'clock can be an hour and a half drive. Uh, and if you're getting <laughs> off at five, that's also another hour and a half home. So if you work an eight hour shift, you're out of the house for 10 hours. Uh, and those numbers mm-hmm. don't sound huge, but when you have a family, oh, being yeah. away from them 10 hours every day is a lot. So now that I have the opportunity to be with them, like I definitely take advantage of it. Like me and my wife watch movies at night or we binge watch all of um, uh, All American the other day. We watched Greenleaf. That's why I couldn't, we couldn't, I couldn't do the podcast last night because we were watching Greenleaf. <laughs> I make a, a huge effort to spend quality time with my daughter, especially on weekends that I don't have to work. Like, and I want it to be mm-hmm. productive, not just she's grabbing the iPad or anything like that. Like, go outside, get ice cream, play in the, the pool, um, ride the bike. Like, 
and give her a, a solid eight hours of just me and her time. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those things I've been making an effort to do. So I think those biggest things I've noticed. Uh, as far as the marriage, the things I've noticed about marriage, just so our anniversary, obviously it's it's COVID, so it wasn't a hardcore anniversary. We didn't like go to Dubai or anything like that, but we, um, my daughter went to her uh, her grandmother's for the week uh, for a week. So it was just me and Dolora here for a week and spent a lot of quality time together, going to grabbing food and just watching shows and doing things that married people do that will not be see- mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, so what, what month is it? It's July, so <laughs> baby Campbell? <laughs> I don't know. If, if that's in the cards, then possibly. COVID, oh, COVID, COVID Campbell. Campbell. I'm, call, I'm calling it now. COVID Campbell. 2021. Possibly. Uh, but, um, but yeah, just enjoying quality time has has been the the biggest thing because when once again if and when things go back to normal you're gonna look in retrospect and i don't want to think about damn i used to have 12 straight hours available and i didn't i mean not Mm -hmm. available because of course you're working and you're doing that things that you would normally do but uh when you're going to be away for 10 hours at a time eight hours at a time you're going to start thinking about when is that ever going to happen again until i'm an empty nester never you know that's gonna be yep. the next time i'm gonna have those opportunities yep agree <laughs> that's one of the biggest things that i've realized as well is like with this time i think we're all given this opportunity for a reason and i i agree with you 100 Dre. i want to spend harder because i'm home more um definitely um, my wife and I, we've been watching TV and laughing and just having good conversations and just being able to see each other every day, all day has been just a unique perspective. Like, thankfully, we're both gainfully employed. So we've always just been with the hustle and bustle, like Monday through Friday, we're up at like six out of the house by 645. She's working full days. I'm working full days. Our kid was in daycare. So we'll see each other for like maybe 30 minutes in the house we'll get home after work then it's showers dinners and bedtime and stories so it's like we're always just rushing so it does feel good to kind of just take your time and yes i'm working from home so i'm kind of like away but i'm still able to see my daughter and have conversations with her and you know we play indoor soccer and just have like little family time it's definitely been great so I'm definitely going to miss this time when it does come to an end, but I definitely enjoy it. And um, it, it's been fun. Like my wife, she she's always had a unique sense of humor, but I kind of like I've enjoyed being able to share that with her more. Um, seeing her throughout the full day has been great. Uh, my son, he's three months now. That's crazy. He's sitting up um, pretty much by himself now and just he's just growing and developing and it's been fun to watch so it's been great that's what's up man that's what's up and like in our in our household like it's it's taken it's taken a it's interesting because it's like covid had had its initial thing and then now that i'm working from home um mm-hmm. it's, it's taken on kind of a, a a new a new aspect to it so like 
like I think it's it's cool now because like we we both get to see what each other's day is like on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it's it's funny like because like I always knew that she wasn't on the phone like pretty much at all at her job, and like mm-hmm. she, she she really isn't like it's it's you know emails and everything's just pretty much on the computer for the most part and so like she mm-hmm. she's pretty quiet but like me I'm on the phone like all day every day and um, mm-hmm. like it's been it's been funny because I've been working from home for like for like a month now I guess and um, in that month she's maybe had to put her headphones on I think three times because uh, like she she says that I'm loud and like <laughs> like I can't help it because I'm, I'm working in the living room which is attached to, to the dining room and mm-hmm. so like like I'm, I'm gonna speak so the so the customer can hear me um, and you know maybe like there might be some times where I might have to be louder or be more direct with the customer or what have you um Look here, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, there's those times. There's those times. You, know, you gotta let them know. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Like she 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 sees my day, and then, like it's it's really just nonstop. Um, so I think we we both have, have kind of walked away with a better appreciation of of what our days look like, and. Um, like one of the big things that I, I've taken away and like I can appreciate about Shelly and what she's doing during this is like um, like our dog you know is getting a little older and so she's you know requiring a little bit more care and mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the flexibility that her job offers her is she's able to you know walk the dog you know multiple times a day um, mm-hmm. so that's a that's a big thing, um, and um, and like we 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 do a good job of, of splitting our bills and, and our and our expenses. But like one thing I'll give her credit for, um, she she took the initiative on this um, this refinancing that we that we decided to do. Um, so like because of that like we're gonna end up saving you know a couple hundred dollars a month um refinancing our house and so i'll give her full credit on that and like it's it's a gift and a curse for her because just while we're supposed to be saving all this money like she's stressed because these people aren't getting back to her in a timely fashion to say hey this is going to be finalized this is when it's going to happen um so I give her give her the benefit of the doubt on that, um, but I definitely appreciate what she's doing. Um, but yeah, like when it comes to after work after work times, similar to the both of y'all, like it's it's just you know we're enjoying our time together. We're we're watching shows that we may not have gotten to, like they've been on our list and we just for whatever reason just not getting to it. Um, uh, one of the big things that we started doing. Anybody that follows follows us on the gram, um, 
like we've been cooking recipes together right uh, a lot mm-hmm. and so um like and to her credit because she's vegetarian i'm not so anything you see me post on the gram most of the time it's it's it has meat in it and so those are all me but she's done a good job the past couple of weeks of finding recipes that are either um uh, fish related or or just purely vegetarian um so those those meals we've been able to cook together and like that's a really good time and i, I probably mentioned on the about the previous podcast like that's something i'm really enjoying about covid is that not only is it getting us in the kitchen together but it's getting her in the kitchen more so um just to get acquainted with how things are done and things like that um so it's a it's a fun it's a fun time doing that that's what's up man like i i definitely enjoy cooking myself and i'm sure that's a, a blast in the house like i like to turn some music on start the stove up get a nice little meal going so i'm sure that's a lot of fun for you and shelly man definitely definitely that's what's up that's what's up and the final topic for the night what will you complete before 2020 ends um, what's something that you've been working on or been trying to start or need to start um, with the remaining five and a half months we have left um, with something you look forward to completing this year um, for me it's just some financial goals um, just what to do meet certain thresholds with finances I wanted to have a certain amount of money saved in my daughter's account and stuff uh, mm-hmm. fortunately to cope due to COVID you know that's a little bit easier to do because there's less expenses um, mm-hmm. so that is definitely my goal for the end of the year like come December 31st I should be able to look at certain accounts and be like alright we met that that yearly goal and then it'll just give us a good projection for years to come like alright we can look mm-hmm. back at 2020 and be like hey that was the year that we did xyz and we had a child and we mm-hmm. had a mortgage and we had a car note and we were still able to do it so we can kind of always yep. look back at at that um so that's really yeah that legit is my goal <laughs> since there's no travel goal this year there's no you know material acquisition goal so it's more so with finances Okay, respect that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, for me, I haven't mentioned this to you guys yet, but I am in the process of starting a business. Um, yeah, man. Um, I am going to start making custom candles. Okay, and I'm gonna do it in honor of my daughter. Um, I don't have an official name yet, but um, before the year is over, I think that I'm going to, well, I know, I plan to sell candles, um, custom candles, um, and create a business to try to generate another income, and I have a nice little business plan that I worked up that I think is going to be... 
I think it's going to be pretty good. Like, I don't need a lot of clients or customers, but if I hit, like, one of my low targets, I buy where it could generate at least $10,000 a year. Okay. I didn't nothing to sneeze at. That's just... That's just my early projections um, based on how I have it set up and based on how I think it'll work. Um, I think it could generate... Um, about ten grand a year if everything works out. So we'll see. Okay. Well, shout out to that man, and so, best of luck. You know, once you get it started, I will you, definitely, definitely purchase some. I, I like to have my house smell right. And that's why I think that it's going to be successful. Like being a homeowner, like one of the things that I've been able to do um, that I think has really helped me a lot is just really get my thoughts out. Like, when I'm in the car, I have ideas, but I can't jot them down. Um, that's, like, my that's the one thing I do miss, though. Like, my alone time in the car to and from work, yeah. that's when I get my thoughts out. I get to really, like, clear my head. So I miss that aspect of it. Um, but now that I'm home, I get to wake up early. I get to go downstairs before the day starts and just write out my thoughts, write out some plans. Um, I'm able to get up and go run. Um, and get a nice little workout in. So um, I have a business idea about a candle making business where I think it could be pretty successful. So um, my goal is to have that up and running before the end of 2020. Okay. So you guys know what you're getting for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I thoroughly enjoy candles. I don't like spending money on it. Not that I don't like spending money on it. So candles are I I normally purchase it would normally get purchased when you're when I'm food shopping. So shopping for the weeks. And I would prefer to spend most of the money Mm -hmm. on things that we could eat. So like mm-hmm. things like paper towels, I always hate the week that we have to get paper towels because I'm like, damn, that's coming out of the food budget. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I definitely enjoy, and I think that's the best way to make your house smell good. Like I'm not a plug-in type person. I'm not a you know, Glade plug-ins. Like I think candles one is the most mm-hmm. natural way to do it outside of like incense, um, and it it lasts mm-hmm. longer. It it goes further in the house. So yeah, that de- de- candles are the way to go. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I've actually, you know, done some small research on um, the whole industry, and it's going to be a $7 billion industry come 2025. And I just need a half, a half a percentage of $7 billion. <laughs> like, so if I can get this the way I think it could be, uh, and I, I like to give myself projects. Like, this was a project of mine about the podcast, and I'm really glad that we are actually, we've been doing this for seven or eight months now, and I'm, I'm hella proud that we've been able to keep this going. It's been fresh. Uh, we've been getting good responses, and we develop a, a decent um, fan base, so I'm excited about that, and it's only growing from here, but um, the biggest thing is just getting it going, so... I appreciate Vince uh, for keeping me accountable and asking if we could do another show. And um, I'm proud of the product we've been able to put out. So I appreciate you fellas. What's up? Like, I, I appreciate doing this. And like, and that's that's part of why I try to keep keep you on it. Because like, especially during the, during this COVID, like we don't get the chance to, to see each other. Like, 
So like it's it's mm-hmm. a good excuse to you know to get together and just you know hash things out, talk it out, and you know talk shop. Um, Indeed, so it's def- definitely good for that. So I appreciate the both of y'all brothers, and you know when we have guests on, I appreciate them as well because they bring a whole another dynamic to the show. Um, yep. Yeah, the like, podcast is my mental mental health therapy. Like everyone always says, you um, <laughs> it's recommended. Like every like mental health therapy isn't the way we look at it. It's not you're crazy, and you know how it's looked upon in you know the black community or people people of color. Like oh, I don't need therapy. Um, it's definitely needed. Just even if nothing's going wrong in your life. Um, so I don't necessarily mm-hmm. do it because I want to become a millionaire and this is gonna turn into the breakfast club i mean if it does i'll take the money but like i (laughs) legit do it because it's my mental health like i it's my avenue to release to vent to chat um to talk about what's on my mind 100 percent, it's definitely a safe space to just be because you know not to get too deep but now that we're like all married family men it's like there's like not that many places we can just be a guy like I'm a husband and a father now I can't just be Aubrey the guy so this is definitely my place where I could just kind of hang out talk shop talk about just life and just you know enjoy it Um, so part of the reason why I wanted to start this is because of that I feel like there wasn't enough spaces for men to just be men again like I don't have to worry about dancing around certain things or you know just I could just be free to be me so um, I definitely enjoy conversing with you fellas and um, this is this has been great I've been able to um find my voice and execute my ideas and thoughts and I get to do it with two of my closest friends that I consider brothers so it's been it's been a blast for sure for sure and like to, to what about you Vince what's the one thing that you um are going to complete or have been working on before 2020 is over yeah I mean I I would love to complete it um, I can't I can't say that I can commit, but although it does give me a goal to push for, but uh, similar similar to you, I, w- I would like to to get in get in the, the the starting process of my own business as well. Um, I mentioned to you guys okay. like 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 I've been, I've been thinking about going into the liquor business. Ooh, um, bootlegging vents. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's it's amazing what I can do with you know a couple pounds of uh, potato skins and <laughs> <laughs> some uh, and some toilet water. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I've been I've been I've been I've been looking into it, you know, and and trying to do my preliminary research, and um, it's one of those things where there there is some some startup capital that you have to have. Um, and so, you know, just gotta talk it over with the missus because, you know, obviously anything financial, you gotta make sure that that's sound. Um, but, um, that's, that's something that I'm looking to do. Um, you know, I feel like there, there's a market for it. You know, there, there's, there's always going to be a market for it. Um, so it's just 
finding finding that things that kind of that kind of sets you apart in the industry and and starting from there so um that that's something that i would like to get off the ground um because you can you can you can really start it as small as you want to and then just just grow it from there um watched watched a couple documentaries now on on different different types of liquors um so i think at least the start i would be looking more at the at the vodkas because that's going to be your quickest turnaround as far as when you can get to actually selling it Mm -hmm. um so that's 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 what i'm looking at um do it man do it try to get that off the ground and like if 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 at all possible like you know i know you don't you don't want to mix you know business and friendships you know all the time but like like as long as it's something that we're all on board with like I would love to get you guys involved with that as well because like like I, mm-hmm. I want to see us all eat oh 100 percent. and like even if we're not part of the business you can still have people on board as business strategists and just bounce ideas off of like I love when Dre says he doesn't do things for the money like I just I'm doing this candle thing because I want me and my daughter to spend more time together okay um this is something that i think will show her how to not look for a job but create a job and i want my kids to have that mindset i want them to be creative and curious and i want them to take advantage of all their skills not just rely on someone else having to pay them or decide when they no longer see the value of them and just up and fire them so um, this is something I think is like going to be a fun activity where she can create her budget, save money and do things. And um, I have a business idea for my son as well when he gets to be about three or four. Um, and that's another thing that I've been doing, just researching little small things you can do just to create more time together. And um if you know you want to do all these things like travel and vacation you gotta definitely have an avenue to create the revenue you need to do these things and you're standing nine to five may just pay the bills and you gotta hustle so i definitely um want to take advantage of that so um it's gonna be a fun and maybe even a lucrative you know possibility even if it's not it's still gonna be a good time and just to get her to think outside the box so um I'm looking forward to it, man. I want your liquor business to pop off, and I'm ready to take some samples of some vodka. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got a taste test. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, like, I-, I want to see you guys thrive the next five months, the next five years, the next 10 years. Like, we'll still be young 10 years from now. Like, 43 isn't old by a long shot nope. so isn't jay-z um, like 60 two, with a two-year-old damn near bro jay-z <laughs> jay-z is super old like a lot of these guys that we look up to are now in their like 50s like you look at diddy you look at jay you look at all these guys who we grew up listening to and enjoying them like maneuver like they're older and you know they're still gold chasing and wanting to do things and is no different from us like we mastered our crafts we worked in our industry and we all see that we're all talented and we can do more and i think it's time to really execute that 
And I think it's really time to also show the next generation that, hey, you can still work in nine to five, but you also got to have a side hustle. And I feel like I'm just super talented. And I think I just wasted so much of that time trying to focus on one thing. And I think I'm going to spread around my talents and skill sets a little more. So, you know, um, you never know. Quote the you need to diversify your bonds. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And shout out to Dre. Because of you, Dre, I've been watching that story on um, Hulu. I watched the whole first season of Wu-Tang, and I watched the Showtime documentary, Mike's and Men. Yeah, so, um, um, they, um, they were nominated for an Emmy, um, the Wu-Tang um, uh, show on Hulu. Series. Okay. Yeah. It's a decent show. Yeah, I haven't like, checked the one that... on Hulu, but I've watched. I watched the doc of Mike's and Men. It's just like the black, not to be racial or political, but the black male life is such a hard life. Like it's so much tragedy and trauma that we gotta like uncover. Like I joke with some people and say that I was born in the negative, and to get out the negative, you gotta go through so much bullshit to get to just to even ground. Like, you got to escape poverty. You got to escape just being a black male, being misunderstood, having to control your anger, your emotions, your joy. Like, you're being scrutinized and watched, and you got to be tough. You got to be sincere. And then once you escape all that, you just got to just get a job, get a degree, be smarter than everyone else, get there on time, figure out how to drive. If you don't have a car, catch the bus. If you can't catch the bus, like, it's just so much. So to see what happened to ODB, like ODB had, I think, 11 or 13 kids and he was in prison and he was schizophrenic, like he got shot in the back. And and it's like to see his life play out the way it did, it's like, man, like you, you just you just never know. And it's just it's just crazy, like all the stuff you have to go through in life just to try to have some type of peace of mind. And kids, by ODB, he does not mean Odell Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> but the the guy that's playing ODB in the Hulu series, he did a really good job portraying the great Dirt McGirt. Yeah, isn't um one of the dudes in it uh, the dude from uh, Moonlight? Yeah, he's the main character. He um, he, yep, he plays RZA. I know that RZA would be the main character because RZA probably directed or yeah. produced it. Yeah, well, I mean, RZA, he's the one. Yeah, he's the is one. Is RZA really the leader? So when I grew up, growing up, I always thought that Raekwon, Raekwon was the leader okay. of the Wu Tang Clan. Is RZA? RZA is the. RZA is yeah, the like, brainchild behind yeah, it. Like, cause when you when you when you think bad boy, who do you think of? Diddy, Craig Mack. Yeah, like it's, it's, <laughs> Lou. It's, it's Diddy. I think you know like, Lou just got out of prison today. <laughs> what? Really? When his album yeah. drop? <laughs> no, but like you you think you think Diddy? Like you think No Limit? You think Master P? And it's and it's. That's that's who's the head pin. They they may not have been the, the most talented, or or the most out in front, but like that's the one that had the vision. And like when you when it comes to Wu, it's RZA. Like that's mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, 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 yep. Well, I appreciate you fellas for taking the time and being available. Another great show. Um, always good speaking to you fellas. Best of luck. And uh, we'll we'll wrap again. Yes, sir. Can't oh, wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Definitely. I I may need to borrow your Showtime password too. <laughs> all right fellas y'all take it easy all right fellas be easy peace